Yazare. Miawizo. And uh, welcome to the final episode, episode 15 of the first season of Africa's Untold Stories. Um, yes, in today's episode, we will be closing out the season with a lesson on one of the most unique uh, group of people. It actually, scientifically, the most unique group of people on the planet. Scientifically? Yeah. The son of Southern Africa. Okay. Or the Bushmen or the Sun Bushmen or what they call themselves individually because they don't actually call themselves Sun or okay. Bushmen. So we're, the ones, like, we're the ones who've grouped them together and calling them Sun. Yeah. You know, that whole thing about when people come and see another group of people, they're like, you are all this. Mm-hmm. Yes, except in this case, it wasn't the white man who gave them the name Sun. But the white man did call them, give them the name Bushman, but not the name Sun. <laughs> Wait, what does Sun mean? It's, um, it's, it refers to one who, one who picks from the ground, essentially. Like, I see. Yes, we'll get to that in a bit. Okay. We'll get to that in let's, a just, bit. let's get into that. Oh, well, actually, never mind. Let's get into that right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's, that's what, where the name Sun comes from. Okay. One who, and they were given that name by the, another very unique group of people who are actually often grouped together with the Sun, the um, Khoi Khoi of Southern Africa as well. Koi Koi. Yes, I'm sure like a lot of people usually hear Koi San, Koi San. Okay, yeah, that is familiar. Koi yes, San. yes. So the Koi Koi are like the Koi half of the, or Koi Koi or Koi. They are the Koi half, sorry. The Koi Koi are the Koi half of Koi, koi San. Okay. San are obviously the other half of, of it. I see. Yeah. So, what, then what's the lesson? Yes, uh, so today's episode is titled The Sun, A Lesson on Culture Eradication. Whoosh, okay, heavy yes. note, heavy note to start on, let's, let's go. Yeah, today's episode is, is um, it's not, what do you call it? A happy one? It's not a very happy one, mm-hmm. but um, first of all, before we kick it off, did you know that the genetic diversity in Africa, like just Africa, mm-hmm. is greater than that of the rest of the world combined. Hmm. I didn't. Right. I thought you were going to say you guessed, but <laughs> sure. I mean, I did it. But. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And actually also, if you pick two random people in Africa mm-hmm. from two neighboring tribes and you looked at their genetic diversity, they are more likely... They're likely to be more diverse, like those two people from neighboring tribes in Africa, mm-hmm. than someone from, for than a random couple from Sri Lanka and Russia. That is so specific. Yeah, that's like just giving you like. You but see those, the gap. those that's really far apart. Yes, exactly. And the two people from neighboring tribes are going to be more diverse. Yes, than, than those people. Those people. Who's to blame, Genghis? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So. This is how we are going to start the story of the sun. All right. So um, the reason why this genetic diversity is so pronounced in Africa and the reason why it's a big deal is because Africa is believed to be the cradle of humanity. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, humans existed in various groups at 
different points. Yeah. So the earliest humans or some of the earliest humans at some point left the continent. Mm -hmm. The funny thing is the belief is that there is one, most of the humans outside of Africa are actually descended from one group yeah. who left the continent. Mm -hmm. So everyone else on Africa is descended from the multiple groups that remained. Okay, but the one that left... The one that left is the one that has... Spread into all the other continents. Yeah, that came back and like punished all of us for, for letting them leave. leave. <laughs> 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 yes. Exactly. I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Came full circle. Sheesh. Okay, let's go ahead. Yeah, so that that's that's um, the reason for the immense uh, genetic diversity. It's a very interesting topic, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's not what we are getting into today. Oh, right. So um, the reason why I bring up that genetic diversity in Africa is because it's directly related to the sun. See, the topic of the sun is gives really highlights how diverse Africa is because. If you go to Southern Africa, you see a sun, you'd notice they're quite different from the, I don't want to say typical African because the sun are typical African, but yes. in the Western image. Of a typical African. Yes, the Western image of a typical African. Mm -hmm. Right, so the sun are descended from the one of the earliest groups of human beings. And what makes the sun unique is that they have very little um, interaction between their group and then uh, the other groups, the in other Africa. groups. So uh. the sun existed in isolation for thousands of years in Southern Africa without contact with other groups and sometimes without contact with even each other. Hey. Yes, and so wait. So they, um, that means they didn't exactly live together. Right. Okay. I should have clarified this at the beginning. The sun are not one ethnic group. Okay. The term sun is like an economic term okay. meant to imply, like I said, someone picks stuff from the ground because uh -huh. the sun with forage, foragers, they are hunter-gatherers. That's okay. how they live. So it's like if I say farmer. Yes, if you say farmer. Okay. So in the Koye Koye language, that was what they called those people. Who, the sun. The those sun. who pick from the ground. Those who pick from the ground, yes. So they don't farm, they don't rear animals. They, they pick fruits from the ground or they hunt okay. game to eat. Okay. Yes, so that's why they were called the sun mm -hmm. and that that was how they lived for thousands of years and they lived in isolation from the rest of uh, humanity for a long time and one of the the interesting thing is when when you um when you go to southern africa you see there are a lot of rock paintings at certain points especially in south africa Mm -hmm. They find rock paintings, and most of those can be traced to the sun. Oh, I see. So the sun documented their life over thousands of years in, with those rock paintings. Oh. Not all survive, but sometimes you can see. So they have rock, rock paintings. paintings. Yeah. Wait, is it like the thing they depicted in Lion King? I don't remember what that is. Yeah, the thing where the monkey draws the lion on the wall of a cave. I'll be honest, I barely remember Lion King. How do you not? This is a topic... I for another thing. <laughs> <laughs> but um but like yeah, I don't, they see drawings on the walls of yeah, caves yeah not just caves but caves too or like just like rocks huge rocks, rocks yeah, and stuff I see I yeah. see I, I, he will be punished for never seeing <laughs> the lion cave, I've seen it I just don't it's been a very long time since I watched it I don't I barely remember anything. he will still be punished I mean okay you let's let's let's, let's just go on so they are the ones who originally who were doing stuff like that 
Yeah. So, um, like I said, they separated from the other groups of humans and mm-hmm. came to Southern Africa very early. Okay. And they actually... Um, Wait, do we know how early? The estimates put it around 200,000 years when they separated from the other groups of humans. 200,000. Yes, that's a very long time. That's, that's older than anything else I know. Put it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... Um, <clears throat> the uh, so the belief is here around 200,000 years ago was probably when they, they separated okay. and they became fully isolated like little to no contact with other groups around 100,000 years ago okay. and so they've been living this hunter-gatherer lifestyle since then wow and there are two um, interesting things I should mention like I mentioned first the sun is not an ethnic term mm-hmm. necessarily we modern people because of the fact that the white man when they tried to um classify the sun they didn't really know how to do it Mm -hmm. they we group all the sun into one but they are not one group okay so they are different they are different groups like if you pick a sun from a certain part of namibia Mm -hmm. and perhaps you pick a sun from a certain part of south africa and you ask them to speak and they are speaking you'd absolutely they would absolutely not understand each other so it means there's no one language there's no one language for the sun for the sun Yes. Yeah, which makes sense because you said they are not an ethnic group. They are not an ethnic group, exactly. Okay. Okay. So, um, aside that, the other interesting thing I wanted to say, you've, um, you know those languages that have the click sound? Oh, yeah. Kosa and other things. Yeah. No, exactly. The the South African Nguni languages that have those clicks like uh-huh. the Zulu and Kosa. the one you just mentioned. <laughs> 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 they they took those clicks from the Koi and the Sun people. I see. So we'll get into that bit when we uh, start talking about how everyone else came to meet the Sun over there. Okay. So, But we've mentioned the Koi a lot. Yes. Were they the first people to meet them? The Koi were the first people to meet the Sun. So like I was saying, the Sun um, were in Southern Africa for hundreds of thousands of years, were there for a very long time, Mm -hmm. living the forager lifestyle for a very long time. And then at some point they were joined by these people called the koi koi which means like man of man or something like that in man of man did they call themselves that one of the groups did yes they called themselves that man of man so they had the audacity to name another group of people yeah and name themselves and name themselves like the greeks of africa yes (laughs) (laughs) i don't know let's be specific the greeks of southern africa okay the greeks of southern that's actually a very interesting thing to bring up yes the koi did that to the sun Mm -hmm. and um so they also came very long time ago and keep like i said thousands of years ago bc like these people went to southern africa before the egyptians started building pyramids before the first cities were built Mm -hmm. like at some point in time okay right now the human population is over seven billion but at some point in time when the human population was like a million or under Mm -hmm. the sun were actually the largest population on the planet i see so that's a big statement uh-huh. like that's, that's a really long time so yeah eventually the sun were joined by these other people who spoke with click consonants the koi mm-hmm. so that's where you get koi sun from together mm-hmm. the reason why they're grouped together is because when the anthropologists started you know when they noticed and they were trying to study them and what what they're just like uh, okay this is really hard so yeah all one koi san so the <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, someone, someone, 
someone didn't do their homework right and decided to present it anyway. I mean, it would be really <laughs> hard to separate them. Though. I so, see. I mean, I understand why they, they, cop, they took the, the Wait, shortcut. But if, if it was hard to separate them, does that mean they integrated very much? No, not really. The, the Koi, so, um, the Koi son, mm-hmm. right? Like I said, the, the son were foragers. Mm-hmm. They were hunter-gatherers. The Koi, on the other hand, when they came to join the sun, they were quite different. The only similarity they actually had was the fact that they had click consonants in their language. That okay. was all. That was where it ended. The, aside that, the, there was nothing else they had in common. Hmm. So, the, um, let me talk a bit about sun lifestyle in this sense. So, mm-hmm. the sun, they, the, in their society, they didn't have chiefs or they had leaders. Mm-hmm. But... Not all of not all the sun groups had, had leaders. leaders, yeah. And the ones that had leaders, the leaders were not like kings or chiefs, like a hereditary position that you give to your son, mm-hmm. or a position that makes you all powerful. Mm. It was just kind of like someone who makes certain decisions. Okay, so like, okay, today we hunt deer. No, it was like so. Now that we've hunted the deer, how do we divide it? Oh, okay. So I think the this you take that yes okay and then the, the, the whoever is a leader is not getting more than anyone else oh so it's like you are everybody's equal everybody's equal they were purely egalitarian society like their society was made they made sure that no one was made was elevated above, above. anyone else which is like the what? direct opposite of what literally every other culture in the world was I, doing no <laughs> which is weird because this is what people are fighting for now yeah um that's a very interesting thing one one i was looking at something the other day and we were talking about how um every other group also started that way and then the sun were like the only people who continued living that style every other group at some point gave birth to kings and what what mm-hmm. and they um, settled for agriculture and pastoralism and all those things and the sun they, like, they nah, never actually moved into that not gonna work i'll reap where i did not sue <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so there was actually um, one, uh, I think it was an anthropologist, a white man who went to study the sun and he was, he lived with them for a long time. And one, he brought them, a, I think a cattle at, he, I say a cattle, a cow at mm-hmm. one point and um, he offered it to them and they were making fun of the cattle, like they were passing jokes and things. Uh, and what? It's not he, running for his life. Oh, of. I mean, where, where is it going to go to? No, I mean, because they're used to hunting animals riding away. Like this one. Nah, the guy brought it to them as a gift, uh-huh. and they were mocking him. And when he, like, like he was, so he he got pretty upset about it. So he was finding out why they were doing that. Uh-huh. And apparently, well, that was one of the things they do. So in order for a person not to let it get into his head and try to elevate himself against other people, uh-huh. if he hunts a big game and he brings it they and he tries it. to show him, they mock it. And mock him to humble him I see. before they all decide to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting approach. It is an interesting approach. Man, I'm adopting that. Yeah, so that way, so they made sure that like one person did not um, just come up to dominate, which is like the direct opposite of what Everybody everyone does. else. Like, if you look at the, the the start of cities and kings, that's literally what happened. Like, someone got an advantage and just dominated everyone else I and see. the world changed. Right, next time I give you money, mock me. <laughs> uh, right. Let's do it. Okay. So that, that is a very unique trait to just them. Yeah, that was, that was, that was very unique. And that you know, unique all of trait. them are different, but then it ran through all. 
Yeah, it ran through all. Like I said, um, even though they're very different, they're all descended from, from one group one of group. Yeah, humans that are separated from the rest of humanity for a very long time. Yeah. So, yes. Um, okay, so we're, 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 we're the discussing the, the difference between the koi and the sun. Mm-hmm. So, aside the sun coming to Southern Africa first, the koi, unlike the sun, were not hunter-gatherers. Mm. And they did not have a purely egalitarian society like the sun did. So, the okay. koi had chiefs. Mm. And the koi were pastoralists. They actually, um, uh, what do you call it, farmed animals. Mm-hmm. So they, that was how they lived. They farmed animals. So that's why they called those who don't do that the, the sun. sun. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so th- those are the major differences between the sun and the koi koi. The, sorry, the sun. Yeah, sun and the koi koi. koi, koi yeah. The sun came first and the sun uh, are hunter-gatherers while the koi koi are pastoralists. Okay. That's pretty much it. Um, well, aside their languages, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. These two groups have met. Where did mm-hmm. the rest of the people come from? <clears throat> By rest of the people, I'm presuming you mean the rest of Southern Africans. The rest of Southern people. Africans, yes. Um, so I want to just take a tangent and discuss something uh, really quick, which is important for this topic, I guess, anyway. Okay. But, all right. So Africa is... Um, it's large, mm-hmm. the second largest continent, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, we, a lot of people have an image of what an African is supposed to look like. Yeah. So maybe they'd see like an Eritrean and think the Eritrean is um, part white or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Or part Arab because they don't look like what they think an African Typical look. Yeah, African looks according like. According to them. Yeah. Yes. This is only because one group of Africans have come to dominate the continent. And th- that's the Niger-Congo branch. Okay. So Africa has, um, <clears throat> I think it's five, five major language families. Okay. Right. The first one are the, um, let me start from the, the outliers, mm-hmm. the um, Austronesian language group. Now, these are the people on the island of Madagascar. Oh, yes. And they came all the way from the island of Borneo on in Indonesia, modern-day Indonesia, like thousands of years ago, and they mixed with a bunch of other people. Okay. So that's one group out. Mm-hmm. Um, the second group is the, are the uh, what do you call them? The Afro-Asiatic people. Okay. Now, these people, they're large. So that's where you get the... Um, the Cushitic and the Semitic people, like the Ethiopian, I think almost all Ethiopians, okay, they also have an island, but almost all Ethiopians fall into that category. Mm-hmm. The Somalis fall into that category, the Amharas fall into that category, Eritreans, Tigrayans, um, the Nubians. Okay. Actually, no, Nubians don't. Nubians I take that don't. back. Okay. I'll get into that later. Um, so, yes, so that's, those are the Afro Asiatics. The Cushitic Semitics. But the interesting thing about the Afro-Asiatic, there's another group, the Chadic people, and the houses are actually part of that group. Okay, but so they are together. It's a funny thing. Let's let's put a pin in that. Okay. So the third group, mm-hmm. which is the largest group, are the Niger-Congo people. Okay. That's where most of West Africa falls into, most mm-hmm. of Southern, Eastern, and Central Africa. Huh. Yes. So this group, the last group, or no, actually not the last group, penultimate group will be the Nelotic people. And these people are mainly found in, um, from like 
South Sudan. Mm-hmm. You see the really tall, yes, dark guys. Yeah, yeah, those are the Nelotic people. Okay, so like the Maasai of Kenya. Yes, yeah, Nelotic. Those people come yeah around the Great Lakes area to Tanzania. Jesus, yes. that's all. Well, that's good. And the last group will be the Khoisan. Ah, yes. Also, the 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 Amazigh. Mm-hmm. They fall into the um, Afroasiatic. Okay, branch I was going to things. ask actually. So yeah. they were very <laughs> yeah, they fall into the Afroasiatic. They were branch. in that area most of the time. Yeah. Um. So those are the major groups, right? Mm-hmm. Now the Hausa and um their their relatives are sort of like outliers because even though they're Afroasiatic, they look more like us than they do their Afroasiatic siblings. Yes. Yeah. Um. Th- that might be down to mixing with between people groups but um, that's not what we're here for we talk about the Khoisan mm-hmm. the reason why I mentioned all these um, specific groups aside to make you understand uh, to make our listeners understand the difference in the African uh, major differences these groups are all what they call ethno-linguistic groups okay yes so they are not ethnicities mm-hmm. they are like language families yes but I think you explained that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can just group them all into each other. It doesn't mean they have anything to do with each other. Yeah. Like, I have absolutely nothing to do with the Zulu, but we are in the, we same, are in the same language family. family. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. The reason why I mentioned all of this, in somewhere around 2000 or 1000 BCE, between 2000 and 1000 BCE. We are still before Christ. Yeah, we are still before Christ. Mm-hmm. We know come. <laughs> we know you had shifted. <laughs> Um, the Niger Congo group, which um, was focused around Western Africa, mm-hmm. right? That's what the, what many people think the typical African looks like. A group splintered from that. Mm-hmm. They call them the Bantu. The Bantu. Exactly. We've heard them before. Uh, we've heard them before. All the time we talk about Bantu speaking, yes. blah blah. Yeah. So in modern day Cameroon, mm-hmm. these proto Bantu people. Yeah. Um, emerged and split off from the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. Now, the what they did was they started a series of migrations into Eastern and Central and Southern South Africa. Africa. Yes. So these Bantu people go all the way from modern-day Cameroon to literally any country you can think of on the line with Cameroon and all the Downward. way down. Wow. Yeah. So Central African Republic, Congo, Kenya, mm-hmm. Tanzania... Madagascar, oh, okay. so they mix with the Madagascar. Yeah, as well. yeah, the ones who mix with the Madagascans. Okay. So like every 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 part of the continent, the Swahili people are Bantu. Okay. The um, uh, what do you call them? The Zulus mm-hmm. are Bantu. The Tswana are Bantu, and they just like go up and just really spread. Now, the reason why I mentioned this and what makes it um important is the Bantu migration is actually one of the most important um, topics in human history but a lot of people don't know about it because when the Bantus moved they had um, developed agriculture okay and agriculture is very important for human groups that want to settle or become more powerful essentially yeah so and keep in mind remember I said the Koye and the son were pastoralists and hunter-gatherers yes they were not farmers yeah Yes. Okay. So these farming people mm-hmm. left their area and then started coming, coming down towards them. Yes. And as they did, they actually met other groups of Africans and mm-hmm. did um, either absorb them into their 
groups mix with them or like displace them okay and i, I don't I remember isn't displaced as a euphemism for kill yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um no 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 not 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 necessarily kill but killings did happen of course okay um i don't remember what movie it was but i remember watching a movie and then uh one of the guys was like whatever happens i think it had something to do with ian alien invasion or what and they were like it never ends well for a for a group when a more powerful or advanced group of people come into contact with them it never yeah. ends well for the other guys that is true and in this case the bantu were the more powerful. advanced and powerful people yeah because when they started migrating they had agriculture and they had iron tools mm. and so they started moving down and eventually they'd come into the Koi and Sun territory. Yeah. And unfortunately for them, of course, the Bantus were more powerful, more established, so they'd um, uh, displace a lot of the Sun. Hmm. And what would happen is a lot of the Sun would have to move to um, areas where they'd come less into contact with the Bantu people. Oh. So, like the Kalahari Desert, mm-hmm. a lot of, some of them are already there, but more would get towards that direction. So the sun territory decreased. That's a result of the Bantu migration. Now, this is going to fall in line with our topic of culture, culture eradication. Okay. But keep in mind, the Bantu didn't eradicate the okay, coin, the sun people, anything like that. I have a feeling. Yeah, they just um, displaced them and restricted their um, area. Okay. But then again, despite that, the, the Koi and sun people still had vast lands vast some um, areas of lands to them for them to do live their lifestyle okay yes so that's the bantu expansion overly summarized and that's the effect they had on the on the koi san yes the koi and san yes people so uh i'm guessing the eradication and if i'm jumping the gun here let me know i'm guessing the eradication has something to do with our ever present you know white people oh yeah but um right before we get into that actually um did the british make an appearance by the way Oh yeah, but that's later. Oh yeah, of course. Perfect I mean. class. <laughs> um, the I wanted to mention. You mentioned the languages that also have the click sounds in yeah. them, like the Zulu and, and the brother. Uh, yeah, attempted. No, <laughs> the reason, <laughs> the only reason why I've actually not even mentioned some of the names of the core and sound groups is uh-huh. because I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Like most of their group names have click sounds in them, Where? and the fact that I can't do it means you know, that I haven't mentioned it. <laughs> if those people are listening, please, if I get at least a hundred signatures, we're going to give a list to you and you mention them. Yeah, all the best. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> right, what was that? The languages. Mm-hmm. So, the um, interesting thing is those um, Bantu languages with the click sounds in them, they adopted it from. The, the sun, sun and, and koi, koi people. Okay. Yeah, so as they came into contact with them, they borrowed certain things from the language. Huh. Yes, and it okay, so, so they definitely didn't eradicate. In fact, they even adopted some of Yeah, them. they adopted some of the culture. So like I said, even though it started initially with displacement, they they found a way to live um, together hmm. and, and they actually traded with each other too. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold on. I, I'm hoping the trading was more with the koi. It was actually with okay. It was more with the koi. Yeah, the sun were involved too, but it was more with the koi because the koi were the ones who valued things like that. Yeah. The sun in sun society, material wealth was often seen as a burden. I I mean I can imagine. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 so like they, like 
it didn't really those things were not really the important things to them mm-hmm. right um let's yeah so so yeah that, that that's like i'm to i wanted to get that that that, that point across okay um just a bit about the sun lifestyle mm-hmm. i wonder did you trade in like weapons to make the hunting better no 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 sun did not trade in weapons <laughs> okay so let's um get into that bit so the sun just to describe their lifestyle before mm-hmm. modernization Mm-hmm. Um, then this this is actually not even going that far back. Just somewhere even around the 1960s, 1980s even, you'd see sun still living like this. I think even 1990s. Um, so what they do is they, like I mentioned, the hunter-gatherers, but the way they hunt, mm-hmm. right, was they, um, their, their bow and arrow, it's not mm-hmm. powerful. It's not a lot of this thing. Of but course. they have poisons that they use for the tip of the arrows Heesh. so if they fire it on an animal right uh-huh. and they're like the the, the tip will the break okay yeah, yeah the tip will break and the animal you know it won't really be faced it'll mm-hmm. keep walking and it will die at some point now the sun is not going to follow the animal while the animal is dying he will wait and maybe some hours later or days later when he expects that the poison has taken full effect effect then he starts tracking the animal's movements and these guys can track yo like they are experts they are they are experts at tracking like they are they could wait for the animal to die over a day before they start tracking the animal and they'd actually they find, still it. find it yeah that's amazing and because of the lifestyle they lived like the lifestyle was practically unchanged for tens of thousands of years so they passed down knowledge from uh, you know, generation to generation. So they knew the place so well, Southern Africa so well that they like if the if they are walking, walking going somewhere, and there are bushes, mm-hmm. they can just know which one to eat. Like it's just knowledge in their head. They know yeah. which one they can eat, which one is for medicine, which one is poison. Wow! Like just passing through all this area, and they can just like pick stuff to just eat or pick stuff to go and use for something else. And they know everything very well. That is crazy. Yeah, and it's it's very it's a whole it's a whole impressive something when you read into details about how the sun used to live. I might have to look at that later. I yeah. think I saw a documentary of some people like that. I don't know if it was a do- but that's basically what you described. Them shooting an animal. And then waiting for a long waiting, time. Waiting mm-hmm. going following it. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's very impressive. All right. Uh, so that, that was just one thing I wanted to mention about your lifestyle. But today, modern, modern sun, very few sun actually still live like that, if any at all. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping the ones that don't live like that evolve to become chemists. You know, that actually be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, it's not a, a very nice thing that happened. But let's uh, keep going. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, what I was going to ask, we've established that the Bantu-speaking people who came to, in some cases, displace them, didn't exactly cause the eradication of the culture. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I was asking if the white man did. Right. <clears throat> so, um, this is where the sun story the, the starts to take an unfortunate turn. So, keep in mind, these are people who have lived one way for tens of thousands of years, and like they've been perfectly fine. They've mm-hmm. been doing all their things, and they've been okay with it. Then um, in the 1600s, mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, Dutch and 
their comrades come to the southern cape southern tip of africa mm-hmm. and they start you know settling in and stuff like that and eventually they come into contact with the people who the land actually belongs to because you know they've been there for Before, i mean hundreds of yeah. thousands of years and the dutch decide that you know we've met these people who are you know they're like this is their place and everything mm-hmm. so they do what you know they feel that they're supposed to do as the people who are now coming in to meet these guys buy the land they go to war with them I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, i was hoping this would end peacefully um, no so the dutch the Dutch just like um, they call these these guys these um, settlers in the Cape these white non-British settlers in the Cape they call them the Boers mm-hmm. the Boers the Boers they um, they start off by stealing you know the land uh-huh. from the Khoian Sun people uh, this episode is is supposed to be about the Sun but the Khoian will come in very often because like I said they're intertwined yeah. Um, they they steal a lot of the land from them, and the unfortunate thing is, they the koi. But most of the most of the the people that the Dutch come to contact with are koi and not sun, okay. right? But um, they are not as advanced as the Dutch, so they can't defend themselves. Mm-hmm. And the unfortunate thing is the dutch are able to steal the land and then it gets to a point where they fight a couple of wars with the koi mm-hmm. and sun people well they don't really fight wars with the sun people because that's just like you know slaughter yeah um <laughs> but they do fight with the koi people a couple of times a couple okay. of wars and they win all of them of course right. and um when they do that they take more farm land from them and mm-hmm. they like they, they select the best farm lands for themselves and leave the rest. So essentially, they were pushing these people from the good grounds to less desirable grounds, mm-hmm. and they killed a lot of them in war as well in targeting. And then they also enslaved some of them to work on the farms that they stole from them. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to make matters worse, at some point there will be a smallpox infection oh. that would um, devastate the native populations at that point too. So that's in all was a very good thing to happen to them. Um, yeah, not a very good thing to happen to them at all. Hmm. So that's that's what the white people's role come in. So um, hmm. if we fast forward into modern day, or let me yeah, like modern day. Uh, maybe around the 1960s, 1970s, uh, we will the in Southern Africa, right? Mm-hmm. The not the Dutch, um, the South Africans at this point in time being ruled by the white people. Okay, um, they were in control of Namibia, mm-hmm. and they'd fight a war. Namibia fight a war for independence, and they'd break free. And one of the interesting things about that war is that a lot of the people that the Southern Africans were, the South Africans were using in the war were quite sound okay. because of their excellent tracking, tracking. skills. Ah, I yeah. see. Um, I, I'm now realizing we didn't mention this, but aside, I should mention the, some countries where the, the sun people exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned Southern Africa at the beginning, but if we were to specify... Um, Namibia, uh, Namibia, Botswana, Zimbabwe, South Africa, um, Lesotho, mm-hmm. Zambia. Okay. Yes. Um, I think I saw there were some in Angola, but I don't know if there are a lot 
or enough in Angola for that to be mentioned. Uh, right. So okay. let's continue. All right. So yeah, the in the modern day, the current sun population is not above hundred thousand, and there are multiple groups of sun in the different countries that I've mentioned, mm-hmm. and the sun there are there is one parallel between the sun and the Amazigh people that we discussed earlier okay. both being the fact that they were native populations both mm-hmm. being the fact that a bunch of people came to join them and, and marginalized them marginalized them the Amazigh it being the arabs mm-hmm. the khoisan the khoisan it's being the first the bantus mm-hmm. but then being worsened by the white man now hmm. Unfortunately for the sun, right? Mm-hmm. Unlike the Amazigh who have started a renaissance of sorts, that's not been their story. Mm-hmm. So when the nation states were formed, Botswana, South Africa, and all of those things, and the sun were found, you know, inside these newly formed countries. Yeah. Unfortunately for them, a few things will happen in South Africa. You know, apart, apartheid. Yes, apparently apartheid. that's how it's apartheid. pronounced. Uh, yeah, no, apartheid. I see. Because it's Dutch. It's a Dutch word, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. makes sense. So, the, um, during the apartheid, what, what the, the white um, rulers did was they grouped the people by their ethnicity. Not even ethnicity, but for lack of a better term, let's use that. Mm-hmm. So, they have black, white, Indian, uh, colored, or mixed race. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've missed one, but yeah, those are the ones I remember. And because the Khoi and Sun people were not black in the traditional white man's glasses of black, uh-huh. they classified them as colored. Oh, so they put them with the mixed race. Yes, essentially putting them with the, with the mixed race. Mm. Now, this, was, this would not help them because, one, they are still not white. Mm-hmm. And two, when there's whole... <clears throat> Um, black revolution starts a black consciousness movement in South Africa and then the blacks gain power and apartheid is over mm-hmm. the Khoisan <clears throat> were left marginalized again yes one they were not seen as purely black so they were not included in a lot of those things mm-hmm. and um, Mandela would try to create some sort of body to help the sun get more um, political influence but uh yeah, they had absolutely no legislative power. So it was essentially a dud. Oh, and man. Mandela. God bless his soul. And the unfortunate thing for the Sun and Khoi people, now in this case, the Khoi and the Sun people, this is a shared experience they all have. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not better for them in any country except um, Namibia. Okay. Namibia is the only country where the Khoi and Sun people are... Or, I don't know if I'll say they are free, but like they're, not that they are they are not free, but like they are, they are they have more freedom to live their traditional lifestyle. Okay. Now in some countries like Botswana, it's been restricted. In Botswana, there was actually um, a case where the the government forced uh, a bunch of sun from their traditional land. I mean, they've been living there for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. The government forced them off of it uh, in the name of forcing them to modernize. Ah. And um, funny thing is, a lot of these sun, when these things were going on, they were not interested in the modern way of life. Of course not. Because they are finding all the joy they can find in their way of life. So yeah. why should they trade it for that? Uh-huh. But the government still forced them off the land. The sun took the government to court. They won the case. And the government still did not give them the land back. The court in which country? 
in Botswana. Yeah, so how are they expected to get back to them? No, like they won the case. I know they won the case. But the government still doesn't give it back I mean, to them. Who is in control of the country? Well, I mean, yeah. And the unfortunate thing was, huh. you know, despite all of these things, the son, the, the government claimed, you know, I told you what they claimed, the uh, mm-hmm. modernization thing. Yes. But the truth is that it was because of diamonds, because there's oh. a diamond deposit. <laughs> so they wanted diamonds. <laughs> they wanted the diamonds. Botswana is the world's largest diamond producing nation. So it's like the sun was sitting on the On fortune. gold. So they had to like just up them, at least from the government perspective. And the sun didn't. The sun actually wrote um, an appeal and to, to uh, Western the western world for help and in it they included um i think it was snoop dogg uh-huh. uh, <laughs> they made they included an appeal to snoop dogg to help their case or something like that Whoa. it's a very interesting thing to look at snoop i need to find out what he did about them uh, maybe nothing maybe something <clears throat> uh yeah so that's so like i said the sons being forced from their areas and stuff like that and so that's that's even so ex- except for namibia every other country was forcing them to modernize pretty much aka change your ways and adopt eyes yes and unfortunately the country that started this earliest was uh, south africa i mean with the white, white people, people of course <clears throat> so time for the lesson so this has gone a lot longer than I, I know, hoped I <laughs> it would go. I actually thought to. we didn't even have enough for an episode at first. These guys are super interesting. Because we've, to we've not even talked about everything that I wanted to talk about. Man. So, um, yeah, let's jump right into the lesson okay. so we don't go too long. Um, the lesson is what? What's the lesson? Lesson in eradicating culture. Yes. So, um, unfortunately for the sun uh like i mentioned the bantu came first displaced them mm-hmm. shrunk their lands then the, the dutch the dutch and their fellow people came as well mm-hmm. now when I, m- I mentioned the wars and all those things that the dutch brought the core and the sun people right so the unfortunate thing for that okay i mean aside the whole death mm-hmm. was that the they enslaved some of the sun and the coil, like I mentioned. Forced them to work. Yes. And so their descendants mm-hmm. lost <clears throat> their connection to hunter, their ancestors. Foraging yes. lifestyle. So a lot of their language mm-hmm. died out. Yeah. Now the the coil and sun languages are downright the most unique languages on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like I I can't even speak anything. I can even, no matter how hard I try, like I can absolutely not do it. There's one language that has 48, there's a 42 click consonants. Whoa, like different 48, ones. yes, 48 different click consonants. How? <laughs> how, how many shapes can you do your mouth you and your tongue? <laughs> I, I don't get it. <laughs> how many ways can you click your tongue, bro? I don't get it, but somehow, yes, there is such a language. And Man the languages some of them are not even related to each other like i mentioned like you mm-hmm. can pick two and they would absolutely not no. understand each other but the unfortunate thing for them like i mentioned with the whole aside the killing was mm-hmm. the loss of the culture so a lot of these um people started to speak the uh, africana language in south africa I so got cut off yeah. so there are some sun and koi languages that have like one speaker left or two speakers left and something like that Damn. and there, there's 
for many of them, there's no documentation. Yeah, of course. So a lot of the Khoisan languages have actually died out. Oh, man. And many of them are endangered. And like in 10 years, their number will drastically reduce. There are only about three languages right now that are known to have a substantial amount of speakers. That's... Um, are you going to attempt mentioning the names? <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, thankfully, these these ones don't have any clicks in them. Okay. There is the what they call the Khoi Khoi, but it's actually um that's what they, they call the language the Khoi Khoi language. Mm-hmm. Uh, also known as the Nama language. Nama. In, yes, in Namibia. Okay. Um there is the Okay, not just um, Namibia, Namibia, Botswana, and South Africa. Some okay. of them speak it. But that's a Khoi language. Um, the Sandawi language in Tanzania. Mm-hmm. Okay, the last one does have a click sound in it. Mm-hmm. But most people just call it the Kung language. Attempts the click, right? Most people just call it the Kung language. <laughs> that one is a Sun, that's a Sun language. Okay. The Kung language is a Sun language. But there are many more languages, and most of them have died out. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things the cultural eradication. The second one I mentioned was the their way of lifestyle being forced to modernize. Mm-hmm. I actually came across an uh, a sad article on BBC about how some son were complaining that they were being forced to modernize. Like they moved them from their reservations uh-huh. essentially and to, forced them like, to smaller towns. So most son now live in rural areas and small villages and they are not allowed to hunt. Ah. Because there, there are limits to hunting and all those sort of things. So they're not allowed to live their own hmm. lifestyle, unfortunately. Hmm. And uh, the video I watched, actually, of the lady who was complaining, she was talking about how, um, it was, sorry, on the article, um, she was complaining that this lifestyle doesn't suit them. Yeah. Because they've come and their young men are getting addicted to drugs and falling sick and all Look those things. That. And when they were living fine, when they were elsewhere. Yes. But now they are being forced to do all this. And it's unfortunate, though. It's, 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 uh, it's really sad. Jeez. This, this really is sad. Yeah. So, unfortunately for us, we are closing the, um, uh, the, the first season, season on, on a somber note. A terrible <laughs> note. Brian, um, you owe it to these people to learn the 48 click consonants yeah to, to, to appease for that yeah okay j- just just find me someone who speaks a language I, i'll learn it from I them i probably would <laughs> I dedicate everything to it because yeah like i said dying languages but um anyway yes yeah, so that's that's the lesson that's today's topic the sun and um a lesson, lesson on cultural cultural eradication, eradication. yes Man, sorry it had to be this sad, but then. yeah, sorry. This this story does not yet have a bright ending. Not yet. Um, that's it for today's episode. Okay. Next episode, which is next season. The next episode will we will resume the podcast in May. Okay. So that's it for today's episode, and, and uh, thank you for joining us. We hope you've learned a lot in this first season. Um. Hopefully, you learn a lot more in the second season. And yeah. we really appreciate um, those of you who listen mm-hmm. and those of you who share. Yes. Um, very, uh, very much appreciate it. Oh, and if there are um, any suggestions on what we should talk about should for the about, next seasons, yeah. yeah, we are still coming up with a topic. So if you have any topic you think we should include in the next season, do um, send us a message on any of our platforms on Twitter at, at Africa's underscore untold S. And on Instagram at Africa's Untold Stories. Yeah. And we'd get back to you. So 
that's it for today's episode thank you for joining us and uh-huh. we'll catch you next month in may all right peace